Welcome. It is the Barcast. Jamie Bendel, Jamie Hernan, Adam. <laughs> hey! All right. I'm uh, just wondering when that's going to be Herninified. What, I he thought that was. Second. No, we really did. No, we, actually, uh, I'm last. No, no, you're not. You're, I'm last, and you're second. And the truth is, man, that's about as big as we're going to get for you. Mm. Yeah. That's it. It's Jamie. Oh, I don't and ever the, go. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a quicken. Jamie Bendel. Yeah. Jamie Hernan. And then, this is where you're saying about stroking his ego. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah, have you ever yeah. seen okay. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's really great music where it kind of just builds. Yeah. And then you just oh, right. rock the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I mean, right. I, have a, I, I have consonants in my name. He's just sort of a grunt of vowels. Hey. Yeah. What? You know, it's a, it's a. So you're saying I'm taking too much credit for this? No, no. I'm saying you have more flexibility with the things you can do with your last name. Yeah, but we have to enunciate or else it's just a, hey. What are you talking Adam about? Adam Hang. This is coming from the guy who couldn't even in season one pronounce your name correctly. Right. Is it Hernanananan? Yeah. Think about how much you Remember those days. I actually put it on my phone wrong, I think, initially. That was part of it. Skipped a consonant in there. I just put Jamie H. Yeah. But you know what I have an inordinate number of in my phone? Kid mom. So I've coached a lot of teams. Well, I, but I've coached a lot of teams. I don't actually know what mom's name is. Oh, kid mom. But I know the kid's name. So yeah. it's Katie's mom, Jenny's mom, whatever. Do you answer right. the phone? Hey, Jenny's mom. Hey, what's going on? Oh, I'm uh, 100% on board with I think I know who you are. What's going on with Katie? How's it going? Yeah, what, what you got? What's up? Right. No need to get a name. Yeah. Coach Bendel really knows my kid. Oh, Coach. Oh, Coach, you knew immediately I was yeah. calling about Katie. Uh, but what's fascinating about that is being a parent of a kid who is moving out of just okay in their activity mm. to possibly being elite in their activity. So you're okay. saying they're moving from being coached by Coach Bendel to being coached by coaches, coaches, coached by yeah, coaches. moving away from the yeah. dad coach. I I am clearly community coach. Oh, I, I am know. not. This I is like not. lowercase c. Uppercase C. Oh, totally. Yeah, uh, not out of not out of community coach. I am. I am, I will absolutely encourage. But you are a community coach, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely help the kids flourish in their community. I've actually seen a halftime speech that Bendel did. It was great. He told the kids. He says, "Some of you are going to be coached by me your entire life, and that's okay." <laughs> but, but some if you of work you are going to go forward. Yeah. If you, you put in be an coached effort. by other people. Yeah. 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 If those, I've done my job correctly. There will be better coaches than I me. I will be your former coach. Who will coach you in the future. Yeah. There will be better coaches. If I'm us. a good coach, you will have better coaches in your future. But here's the challenge, I think. How do you, how do you step outside your own aspirations for your child and really recognize my kid actually could do something in this activity? Right. And I do think that every parent has a moment where they think, eh, maybe my kid is special. Yeah. Maybe uh, my kid is. The majority, sometime later, realize, not that special. No. But there are some who realize, my kid actually has it. And it keeps going. How it do you manage stop. that? How do you make them a normal human, a regular person? All of that kind of stuff. I think it's one of the most extraordinary parental challenges. The parenting dynamics that go around with that, right? Totally. So, yeah. And and oftentimes you see kind of 
when the kid is very good, each parent kind of taking credit for it, right? Like, or drives is, a wedge, or drives a wedge. That's right. Drives a wedge between them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's it's a tricky relationship thing to process. Here's where I think the magic lies. There's also the other side to a story. Mm. So you'll have a parent who says, this was awesome. It was great. It was so, oh, it was amazing. Right. And I'll do that. I, I'll own that. Mm-hmm. There You're that times, parent in your time? I am that 100% parent where I'll be like, no drama that season. Yep. You talk to Kelly and she's like, every parent in the stands hated you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's impossible. You don't know how many call- calls impossible. I fielded. How and many times I'm sitting there I in talked the stands. somebody down yeah. from screaming at you. And I'm you. like, they love me. And they're yeah. like, they hated you. They hated you. Okay. <laughs> Two sides to a story, how to deal with kids with specialty. Yeah. We had, in one of our earlier episodes, yep. a guy who told the story where he glossed over a key ingredient. I don't think he really gave true credit to okay. the degree to which somebody else actually was the spark that made something happen. Okay. We're going to hear from that person. Today. Oh, so we have a guest right now that will be referencing a prior guest? It's literally like we have separated the witnesses. Oh, this is good. And we are going, or the suspects rather. This and we is are, good. We are going to hear, you tell me what happened in the night in question. Little prisoner's dilemma going on. Little prisoner's dilemma. Game yeah. theory. Yeah, here okay. we now, go. I think in fairness, I think the guests were on the speakerphone. But hypothetically, uh, we have separated them. But then more importantly, I, I am fascinated to hear how they have, despite their inability to manage celebrity interactions right. in a collaborative fashion, they have come together to manage a child who has an extraordinary and unique artistic talent. Well, Sheep, we got a good guest for you coming up. Um, stick around. This one is going to be interesting. Great if you if you're a member of the flock, I think you're going to enjoy it. If you aren't a member of the flock, I think you're also going to enjoy it. But you'll become a member of the flock. Yeah, and you're going to want to listen to the other episodes because this is the rest of the story. Like international ballet recruiters, we too are grooming you to be members of the flock. Stick around, Sheep. Taka taka. Time to eat. You know, guys, we do all of these spots. Oh. For all of these sponsors. Yep, I know it. You mean these unscripted improv one take spots, unpaid, not real products? Well, if you want to lift up the yeah, geez, you got a little technical the there. In which we put the show together. Because you I just brought the sheep behind the yeah, Oz. I don't. In the world I was creating. Yep. It's where all of the podcast promo codes exist. Amen. And it kind of becomes a habit. Preach. And you expect when you use the code, you get something good out of it. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Whenever we give whenever we give a product, the podcast always works. Here's what I've been experiencing lately, and it's become a little bit of a problem. Okay. Oh, let's talk about it. I've been using it in life, where it turns out the promo code doesn't exist. Oh, I've done that too. I've done that too. Right? I was at Kroger the other day. I go up. This, she says, do you have a Kroger card? And I said, podcast. And she looked at me like, do you have a Kroger card? And I said, podcast. Yeah. And I'm she's using like, my- is that a no? Right. Yeah, it's been a little bit of an issue for me. I always yeah. expect a discount. I, was, I heard that Bendel got pulled over the other day. The officer came up to the window, said, do you know why I pulled you over? And Bendel just and said... And I said, I do. I do, officer. But as you know, podcast. And uh, I still wound up getting a ticket. That doesn't work? No. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't get pulled over because that was my strategy. Uh-huh. Went into a confession. What do we do about recently. it? What do we do about he it? He said, I'd like to give you things that you need to do as a result of what you just told me. Yeah, you got three Hail Marys. Said, you got three Our I, Fathers. 
I appreciate that, Father. I'd like to use podcast. Oh, you just podcasted I'd like to podcast that down. I'd like to get a 25% discount. But I think the story here, Jamie, that is that maybe it doesn't work everywhere. Turns out it doesn't work everywhere. <laughs> this is actually real. Real life. Yeah, this is, this is the truth. This is the first this one. Is, this is the truth. <laughs> this hits a little home. Yeah, this is so the truth. This is so the truth. She, here's the truth is, podcast really doesn't do much for you anyhow. Especially when you're talking to your priest or your coppers or the judge. Don't do it. Sheep. Taka Taka, it is time to bring it back together. We have with us a guest right now. This is a little bit of a special treat. It those is. of you in the flock. We are joined now by our first married guest to a former guest. Yeah. A little bit of an unusual circumstance. This is Allie Colmer. Now, if you have been assiduously listening to all the episodes, you know that her husband, Mark, gave a great interview about an opportunity that he had one night, late night, knee deep in the bourbons at the Four Seasons Bar in Midtown Atlanta to swap shirts with Charles Barkley. But if you listen to that episode closely, you know it was not Mark's bravado that made that happen. No. No, no. The catalyst the hero, was really. Allie. That's right. And why? Because Allie makes things happen. We have her now on the phone. Allie, welcome to the podcast. Well, thanks, guys. You know, Allie, you and I have a lot in common, no, right? Because, I don't think you have anything in you common. Know, there's... Someone else who's always trying to take the glory, but you know, it's it's we're the ones that we're, are really we're the, doing we're all the, the work. wind. We're the wind beneath their wings, aren't we? Exactly, <laughs> Allie. I want to get right to the heart of things. Uh, there are couples who sometimes make a list of celebrities that it would be okay that if you ever had the opportunity, it kind to of be swap shirts. There'd be kind of be no consequences. To swap shirts. Yeah. To swap shirts with a celebrity. Okay. My question is, was Charles Barkley on your list? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, now. That's what I thought. This is, brings a yeah. whole element yeah. to the story. Well, yeah. If Charles knew that, he, he would have come enough. on the show tonight. Charles knew that. Yeah, we could have gotten. He may not have known that. If we told that to Charles' publicist, I'm sure we could have actually had Charles on the show. And I don't think that that's the case. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So uh, we've heard the story from Mark, but... We'd love to hear the story from you about that night, the swapping the shirt. I kind of want to meet the girl that made Charles Barkley swap shirts with her husband. Tell us that story. What's the, what's the moment at which you know, I've got Barkley in my sights. I think I can get his shirt off him. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. This is like eight years ago. So what happens? We were at the, at the bar at the Four Seasons with, with the Hag Dog. Yeah, there was Charles Barkley. I, mean, I know Mark gave you the whole rundown. With, with Fishburn and the guy in the orange hat, the elusive man in the orange hat. Yeah, we were on our way out, and Charles was a little chucked, got a little saucy with me, and it kind of, it, it kind of opened the door to the, to the strip spot. Sorry, I feel like Charles, when he talks about himself in a, sort of a sexy way, he probably refers to little Chuck. Yeah, I think he does too. And I also think the interesting thing is that I bet you when Charles tells this story, he remembers Allie a lot more than he remembers Mark. He's like, there's a picture of me with this guy, but there was somebody else who I seem to remember from the story. Well, yeah. I mean, that was, that was. Absolutely. That's how it all happened, right? That is how it happened. I mean, we're the only ones telling the story. Yeah. Allie, so one of the things we talked about with Mark too, and we're going to ask you um, three questions here. And um, but one of the things we talked about, Mark, was the experiences you've had with Isabella and Ava 
and the experiences of living in very kind of following a ballet prodigy around the world to support her um, ballet and, and kind of keeping a family together and keeping their world um, a little bit realistic in a very strange environment. Let, what can you tell us about that? Let's get a little context for the sheep who maybe didn't hear Mark's interview. Hey, she, if, you're, is, not, if is, you're not who, paying attention, you got, you may not, you may be left behind. Let's, let's hear just a little bit about Isabella and what, sure. what she's doing. Tell us a little bit about your, your kids and then, and then how that family sure, dynamic has worked. Yeah. Again, I don't know what Mark shared with you guys, but we, we've got two girls. Our older girl, uh, Isabella, is a ballerina, an elite-level ballerina is what, I guess, what she's referred to in the dance world. Um, and since she was about 10 years old and was, I guess, kind of flagged as somebody with a great deal of potential and, and giftedness and yeah, we've we've been we've been going as a family where where opportunity has um, presented itself for her and just kind of made I don't know created kind of an awesome life adventure around this path of hers and 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 I mean with all of that said we we never ever ever you know push her or this is her thing I mean we're constantly kind of trying to rein her in and and help her to recognize, I mean, what this kind of life requires of her in terms of sacrifice, physical sacrifice, and personal sacrifice, and at the end of the road. I mean, it's just an incredible amount of hard work for a little kid, but she just kind of leads this. She she is driven, and, and, and we've chosen to, I don't know, just kind of make the best of, of this path that she's on. And and all take it together. I'm really bad at this. this no, you're doing great, story. actually. You should have heard Mark. <laughs> no, Mark was terrible. You're, you're 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 crushing it compared to that guy. I think we're gonna edit your response into. Yeah, Mark's. we may actually just yeah. get rid of Mark's altogether at this point. Um, so, Allie, slow it down. the the family <laughs> dynamics. So you've now lived to support this ballet habit or the ballet career of Isabella. Um, you've lived in Paris and you've lived in Spain and you've, you originally from Utah and you're, you've lived in Los Angeles and you're moving to New York in the future. How do, how do you as a parent manage that and, and, and keep your kids at all grounded in a world that seems kind of ungrounded? Yeah. You know, I think that the four of us make every decision together. So you know, it's. I think people assume that it's Isabella kind of driving all of this, but but at the end of the day, I mean, I also have a second daughter, Ava, who's eleven, and she's in on every on every decision. So nobody's feeling like they're being pulled along. I think the four of us are, you know, kind of have wanderlust, and we love all the travels that we've experienced together, and. Um, so choose to keep this going. I mean, a lot of people who have, who have a kid like, like Isabella, you know, they send them off at 12 or 13 to one of these vocational schools um, and break up the family. And we decided we didn't want to do that and that it, it worked for us and with our business. Obviously that gives us the flexibility to be able to do this, but with the family dynamic, we also have that flexibility. So how do we keep everybody grounded? I think, you know, our motto has become, Home is where we all are. We're each other's home at this point. And um, 
I think the adventure has has definitely dwarfed any kind of any kind of sense of sacrifice. Right. Again, I feel like I'm so bad at that. No, but, that's great. So I've got a question for you. Um, what kind of ballerina do you think Charles Barkley would be? <laughs> a big one. A terrible one. Yeah, he's pretty athletic. I think. I, <laughs> I think mean, he would do. I think he would be entertaining at least. It's a lot of yeah. At least for the women, it's a lot of being on your toes. I don't think Charles is is up for that. We we were mentioning to Mark though that the the lifestyle you've led, especially with Ava. One thing, and I've had the pleasure of knowing your family. You know, you're in both of your you know your married lives as well as the two girls' entire lives, um, and. Ava always strikes me as amazing is her ability to assimilate into these different cultures and kind of find something fun and interesting to do in all these different places. Um, we've also thought that that's kind of a great career path for a spy. So we're, we're thinking that she's probably, you've probably <laughs> raised the ultimate CIA operative because if there's one thing that kid yes. can do is find a comfort anywhere. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're going to find out at some point that the opportunities that are arising for Isabella are actually er- being placed there because they need Ava, Ava to be to in go, that city. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Isabella's an okay ballet dancer. Don't get me wrong, but but the CIA is definitely having a role in this because we need Agent Ava to be in New York. <laughs> so no, okay. I think you're, I think you guys are spot on. I think you guys are spot on. It's possible. So, Allie, are you familiar with a meet and three restaurant? A restaurant where you you get a, a meat and three vegetables, like a caf- cafeteria style restaurant. Yeah, you essentially the menu is you can pick a chicken, a beef, or a, a, a seafood, and then there's like three vegetables to go along with it. Well, it, sure, I am now. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we have a uh, concept on this show uh, where we ask everybody about their meat and three. So in your life, what is your meat? What's the overarching principle that sort of drives your life? This is where Absolutely. we get a little heavy for you. This, yeah, this does get heavy, right? Uh, definitely family. Family, family, family. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So then what would be the three vegetables? What are three attributes that you would want people to say about you? So what, when people talk about you, what's the three attributes you want them to be thinking about? Did you see how beautiful that was? Adam completed my sentence. Yeah, we're, we're getting so close. Yeah, oh, man. And the eye contact's been amazing yeah, all this night. Is like season three <laughs> magic. I took off my glasses, though, so I can't really see you. But if I did, I bet our eye contact would have been phenomenal. Yeah, I'm winking. Okay, I'm sorry. Three vegetables. Your vegetables. That's okay. My, my vegetables. My God. Um, three Barkley. things about me. Okay, so... So Barkley, okay. That no, goes with no, that thing. Oh, I, I meant yeah. to say Barkley. I meant to say Barkley. Broccoli. Did I say Barkley? Yeah. Barkley's so what the are the attributes that you want people I to thought, think I thought of we were you. just tying it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, about me. Okay, so family's my meat. Um, God, I don't know. I mean, unconditional love, right? And um, protection uh, my, of my meat. So you've got and, unconditional love and protection. Those are two good veggies. Give me a third one okay, that two people good think of Allie. Third veggie. I'm guessing confidence oh. because the story I've heard of the Bar- the Barkley story, I think displayed a hell of a lot of confidence asking for the picture with the orange. What do you think guy. about that as your third vegetable? Confidence. Okay, I'll take it. Because that's it. funny because I would say as someone who knows you, yeah, that's definitely your third vegetable. You, you have... Plenty of confidence, and you also are, are comfortable in almost any situation, which is always impressive. So we have a lightning round that we're going to go through. We're going to ask you some even heavier God, questions. Yeah. Okay, okay. You're yes. almost through it, though. You're but, doing great, kid. But So these are going to be just <laughs> heavy, deep questions that require a 30-minute answer. We're going to give you about 
15 seconds. Yeah, so it's, it's heavy, deep questions, but we, it's, it's lightning round, so it's short questions. And, and would you prefer to go clockwise or counterclockwise? Oh, my God, I don't even know what that means. I know. That's the, and that's the thing. You don't know what it means, Ooh. but it really is one of these Pick big one. life decisions. Do you, do you want prefer, Adam to participate or live just in the, Jamie's? No, yeah. I, I definitely participate. Do you, you want to live in the future or would you rather work towards the past? Let's go to the future. future. I actually need to do that. All right, so we're going clockwise. Indeed. Jamie begins. Go ahead. What is the most embarrassing story you can tell us about Adam? No, again, that's not <laughs> it's on a the question. Card. It, it doesn't random. say that. That's no. so weird. I did buy it. <laughs> and again, an Allison iPhone. has plenty of embarrassing stories about me that she that are All in the right. vault. Here's the real question. <laughs> I know that's true. I haven't known Adam that long, and I have several embarrassing yeah, Adam stories. Exactly. Right. And she, imagine yeah. if she knew mm, me 10 yeah, times life, as long. Lifelong yeah. friends. All right, here's the real question. What do people say you can't do that you're sure you could if you really tried? Oh, my God. Something I can't do? I mean, what can I do? I don't know. No, what, hold on a second. Okay, so. Others doubt your okay. ability to do Others it. Others doubt your ability to do it, but you, you know can't you can. ice skate. I can. I just don't. Okay. What's What's your one thing? Yeah, bodybuilding, man. Okay, All cool. Right. That's a good All one. Right. Um, describe your relationship. This is a great one. By the way, we don't know what these questions are either. These are, these are pulled out of a fishbowl. Um, but this is a great one. Describe your relationship okay. with your father in one sentence. Oh, I mean, best dad in the world. Perfect. Except for Mark, of course. And you, Hague. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, what about us? Oh, no. She just, yeah. oh, and, no. and the Jamie's. Oh, uh, uh, they're okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Allie, I don't, I don't actually need that from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% okay in the rela- way our relationship is confidence. right now. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Can, okay, we're totally okay. fine. You guys are getting family style vegetables Jamie's over so there. needy. The other yeah. Jamie's so needy, though. Yeah. All right. What affirmation do you need to wire into your programming? What's the affirmation that keeps you going? The affirmation, that, I mean, keep calm and carry on. Perfect. Jamie. Other Jamie. All right. What's a deal breaker for you in a relationship? Ooh, dishonesty. Dishonesty. Good. What big decision in your life felt scary at the time, but looking back may have been one of your best decisions? Uh, marrying Mark. If you were given a year to live, what would you stop doing and what would you start? This is your last one. I think I would stop worrying and I would start, I don't know, just maybe living a little more deeply than we are right now with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good ones. All right. Have we asked any ballet questions? We yes. asked a little bit. All right. I, I, can I ask a ballet sure. question? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Do you Allie, want to, you got I time mean, for we've, one we've talked more? to Mark yeah, and Allie. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we no, need wanna, maybe we need to get Isabella. Oh yeah, we got one of the Hey Isabella. <laughs> let's go through Isabella. all the questions. Yeah. Well <laughs> All right. So you have a sixteen year old daughter who is yes. extraordinarily good at ballet. Correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, yep. It's so your thing. As a parent, how much do you worry about her believing that her identity is primarily as a ballerina and not as a person? Oh, a ton. I mean, that that has been, I would say, what has driven Mark and I in our parenting of her. Because a lot of these kids who are at the top of their, at the top of their field, whether it's ballet or, you know, sports or music, um, I think that exactly that uh, can happen to them. And um, yeah, I mean, I think we've gone to great extent to uh, remind her that she's not a ballet dancer. It's just something that she does. 
and that she is a young woman and we take her education very seriously and encourage that. Um, a lot of encourage, I mean, just balance. I think there are a lot of, I mean, dance parents out there who, um, I mean, are, are really truly living vicariously through their kids and pushing their kids um, in a way that's so unbelievably unhealthy. And I think we've actually done the opposite and really pulled back at the reins with her in order to uh, protect, you know, her childhood and a sense of balance and sleepovers and friends and, and normalcy. And she knows that, um, I mean, if she were to choose tomorrow to, to, to leave the ballet world and take another path that we would be behind her 100%. Is that what you guys meant when you said to me that I'm not a podcast host and if I were to choose tomorrow? No, no, no. We just said, we just said, you don't, it's it's what, as a thing you do, Jamie. It's It's not a thing you do. You just shouldn't make it your identity. We're we're just saying it's part of what you do. You're a person outside of this. So my, so the, so if what, if what I understand you to be saying, and I may, I don't want to mischaracterize your words, but tomorrow it's possible if tomorrow was a weekend, it's possible that some parent <laughs> is going to watch their child perform at the local Twinkle Toes recital. And there'll be a, f- a four-year-old or a five-year-old, and they'll have rehearsed, and they'll be in a uniform, uh, an outfit, and uh, a costume, and they'll be out on the stage. And that parent will watch that child, and they will feel all of the emotions that one experiences watching their child perform something that they love doing. Do you believe— right with some of the amazing stages and some of the incredible venues that you've been able to watch your daughter perform in, do you feel that there's a qualitative difference in the parental emotion of watching your kid be happy on stage? Absolutely not. In fact, when I, when people have asked me what's, what's your most memorable experience watching her dance and, and she has, she's danced all over the world on you know, I mean, Lincoln Center, I mean, some of the greatest stages in the world. And I would say my, my most memorable, well, one of my most memorable, um, would be when she was 11 and she was Clara in the Nutcracker at her local dance studio in Salt Lake City, you know, on a stage at the University of Utah. But it was, I mean, definitely um, the moment that has stuck with me. I mean, because her love for this and her passion for this like every other kid up on that stage was just on full display that's awesome Mendel, you gotta stop coming up with these a plus questions no you're making was, us that look was bad. A, you're amazing <laughs> yeah. like honestly when it, yeah because by the way podcasting is just part of what you do even though you're amazing no no i'm just Jamie, you're not good at it at no, all no, I'm, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we appreciate it uh good luck with raising both of the kids give some consideration to letting your other daughter compete and maybe some neighborhood skateboard competitions parkour you should see this this kid do parkour she's forest par- yeah she's nuts she can do a backflip off of almost anything all right like her sister's ballet trophies yeah off her sister's ballet trophies <laughs> all day long <laughs> all right Allie, thanks a lot uh she thanks, guys. it's been a lot of fun we had both the colmers on that was Allie colmer spouse of Mark Colmer, the famous Barkley Swap t-shirt couple. Yeah, but in fact, Allie turns out to be the hero of the story. Allie is like, you know, and I hate to say this, most moms view themselves as the hero in the story. Yeah, but in In this case, it's turned out to be true. So sheep, head back into the meadow. Don't let that sheepdog nip your heels. Enjoy, Enjoy that beautiful spring coat that you're showing right now. 
Taka Taka. Bye.